0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey guys, it's BK with the True Sun Podcast. We're talking mazoo each and every week. Football, basketball, we've got it all for you. It's all on the 435 Podcast Network, and you can download each episode now on the
1: Radio.com app. Welcome into the Force to Punch podcast. I am your host, Steven Serda. Joined as I am all, each and every week by Dusty Likens. I'm sorry I got distracted by this picture of Baby Yoda, your...
0: Cutest thing on the planet.
1: ...insisting that I look at. It is adorable. They
0: even have his foot in this picture. Look at that.
1: So far, The Mandalorian's been really good. It's like a western. But I've heard that it disappoints a little bit by people who have reviewed most of the series. Those people have
0: no souls. So,
1: I'm still excited to watch the rest of it. And by the way, if you guys notice we're kind of going through some changes on the 435 Podcast Network right right now. Uh, So we've got some stuff that we're kind of eliminating. You might have noticed as, you know, I had several subscribers who were looking for the Subject 9 podcast every week. Mm. Unfortunately, I will not be doing that podcast anymore. But I do have something that's going to be coming your way that I'm really excited about that I think you guys will really dig. Uh, but it's probably going to be closer to the end of football season before we get that underway. Uh, you might miss the subplot podcast. You won't. Dusty Likens. I didn't have any
0: subscribers tell me they missed it, <laughs> as Surtis says that, with the shit-eating grin on
1: his face. <laughs> uh, I did, actually. There was a lot of people that were listening to the Subject 9 podcast, surprisingly. They, they liked listening to me uh, rant about movies and television. Yeah, uh, yours was
0: more relevant. Mine was like 80s and 90s movies.
1: Yeah, but... So I do have something else in the works that uh, will probably be coming your way more like January, February. Ooh. So if you were bummed by the Subject 9 podcast going away, that stuff will be available here in the near future, and I'm really excited about it. So please, download the radio.com app and, and subscribe to everything. But the reason you listen to the Force to Putt podcast is because we want to give you fantasy advice. We want to help you win games. We want to hopefully help you hoist a trophy at the end of the season. And we're kind of getting down to crunch time.
0: Can I apologize real quick to you and to the people that listen to this about Will Fuller last week? Sure. Boy, I I thought he was in line for a big game coming back off of a bye week, off of an injury, and then they decided on Friday, the hell with what I had to say, we're going to arrest him for another week because he's got a Thursday night game the following week, which is, I think, where we'll probably start off. But I just want to apologize that this just lets you know. Sometimes coaches have more say than what we have to say, and sometimes players
1: get sat. And I
0: apologize for thinking that he would have a huge game because he didn't.
1: Well, I don't think you owe them an apology for that. Like, what, did somebody start Will Fuller because they listened to this podcast? You no. should have been paying attention to his active status.
0: No, that's true. I just, I just um, you know, I, I tend to do research. I tend to be honest with myself and really try to help people. Like, I'm not out here to like to scam people.
1: Yeah, but it sounded like, like he was Arizona going Cardinals. to play last week. Like, that's right. not your fault. By the way, the it Arizona It sounded Car- like he was going to be available.
0: The Arizona Cardinals are 0 and 4 since they started to mess with people's fantasy advice. Just throwing that out there.
1: Yeah, that's what they get for <laughs> sucking. <laughs> yeah, that's just. That's what you get for being douches.
0: That's what you get for hiring Cliff Kingsbury because he was Patrick
1: Mahomes' coach. Maybe it's not his fault. I don't know. No, I mean, I blame him. That's fair. Yeah, I blame him 100%. We do have an interesting Thursday night matchup, the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Division rivals. So the Colts released an injury, an injury report today, and it sounds pretty promising, actually. The one that they released <laughs> Monday after their uh, walkthrough practice was horrifying. A oh, wow. uh, bunch of just did not participate, like 15 of them. But it is, uh, it's is—it's a little brighter on Tuesday, and hopefully that, or on, and on Wednesday, and hopefully that means that uh, we're going to get uh, some of these players back that they've been missing. Uh, T. Y. Hilton uh, was they did not participate in Monday and Tuesday, and then he was a full participant in practice today. Uh, so hopefully that means he's going to be available. T. Uh, y. Yeah. Hilton, you no, know, he was having a nice season with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback prior to injuring his quad. He did come back. And, and I think play one game after injuring his quad the initial time and didn't really do a ton and then injured it even worse in practice and he's been out for the last several weeks. And the other thing too that might be clearly obvious is that when you look at guys that play on
0: Thursday night, the Wednesday practice is like the Friday practice for normal weeks. Like if they're full on Wednesday, the likelihood that they play on Thursday night is probably pretty prominent. But like, you know, Monday and Tuesday being out and then being a full participant on Wednesday is just... More than so, just like, hey, they're going to play, but we just want to make sure they're all right because obviously yeah. their game is the next day.
1: So he goes into into their final injury report, which they released today. He goes in as a full participant in Wednesday practice. He's listed as questionable for the game. Eric Ebron also questionable. So there's no guarantee they are going to play. Um, Jordan Wilkins, they did not give him an injury designation, which is very nice. Super if, positive. So we we talked about that earlier this week. Jordan Wilkins has been the handcuff to Marlon Mack all season long.
0: Yeah.
1: All season long. He's had a, he's had a couple of games where he actually was kind of fantasy relevant because he broke off a long run. He's averaging like over six yards per carry. Granted, that's on a very limited workload this season. Uh, but he looks like he could be productive behind that offensive line. But then in come Jonathan Williams, who had the monster game last week, filling in for Marlon Mack when he broke his hand. He because- screws it
0: all up. <laughs>
1: yes, because Jordan Wilkins did not play last week because he was nursing an ankle injury. Um so him being a full participant and he was limited on Tuesday, full participant yesterday and then going into this game with no injury designation at all. You know, if you're if your waivers already went through, which some of you might, if you didn't get Jonathan Williams and Jordan Wilkins is still floating around out there and I told you I told you this earlier this week, I think I'd rather have Jordan Wilkins because Jordan Wilkins is now, Jonathan Williams was a guy until a couple of weeks ago. He was on the practice squad and he was their scout team mm-hmm. running back. Like he, it's not like he was a guy that they were looking to get production out of. Now he gets thrust in this role where he's probably going to be involved a little bit. But Hines is still going to be involved. Frank Reich said earlier this week they're planning on using it as a committee, and then he said earlier today that you know Williams was a guy that had done enough, like scout team and stuff like that, that they were saying. Oh maybe we need to maybe we need to get him involved more because it seems like every week against our starting defense and scout team he he's breaking up he's breaking off these long runs so maybe we need to get him involved a little bit. So I I totally get that but I think Jordan Wilkins is the guy because I think he he's the guy that's been on the active roster all year. He's the guy that's been the backup to Marlon Mack. He's the guy that's been heavily involved when Marlon Mack isn't on the field. And I just I just don't see how at, uh, off of one week in a positive matchup that they're just going to say okay Jonathan Williams is the guy now Jordan Wilkins we don't give a damn about anything that you've done all season I, I just don't see that being the case I've had I've got Marlon Mack in multiple leagues I've got uh, I've got Jordan Wilkins in all of those leagues as his handcuff and it was not only just because of the fact that you know I I, I I love Marlon Mack, but it wasn't just because I was fearful of his injuries. It's because Jordan Wilkins was, you know, when Marlon Mack was injured last year, Jordan Wilkins was involved. He was a rookie, and he was a late-round draft pick, and he wasn't highly involved in the offense. But everything we've seen out of him this season is that he's improved as a player, and I still think that while he's not as talented as Marlon Mack, I still think that he's talented enough. They aren't just going to say, well, Jonathan Williams had a good game last week, so we're going to give him the 20 carries that we normally give to Marlon Mack. You can have maybe, like, four or five Hein's going to be in on passing downs, and you're going to be an afterthought. I, I think he's done enough in this offense that he's going to have a role, and everyone's going to be on the Jonathan Williams train. So you pivot, you go pick up Jordan Wilkins. If Jordan Wilkins winds up having 18 carries, even in a tough matchup against the Texans, you're not going to be upset about it.
0: Yeah, and Schefter just re- just released a uh, a full practice slate for both teams involved in Thursday night's game, and. T.Y. is questionable for the game on Thursday night. Ebron is questionable for the game. Jordan Wilkins has no nothing next to his name. No questionable, no out, no anything. Yeah. And he was a full participant, like you said. So Jordan Wilkins is going to practice. He's going to play. He has no injury designation, like you said. And uh, I'm with you, sir. I think that it only takes a matter of time to where they say this was our guy all year. This is, the most, this is the freshest guy we have. And I think that that's the guy that you should take the flyer on, like you said, where everybody zigs, you zag.
1: And so, yeah, I think that he's a guy that if he's still available, if your waivers already went through, if they don't go through until tomorrow, and you're at the back end of your waiver order, or if you're in a auction type of waiver draft, Jordan Wilkins is the guy that I'm trying to invest in, not Jonathan Williams. And I think a lot of people, you know, if they if they've had Marlon Mack all season, maybe they already had Jordan Wilkins, or maybe they they're they're savvy enough to understand that. But I think that a lot of people are going to buy into the Jonathan Williams hype. From last from last week. So you have to go add Jordan Wilkins because you likely aren't gonna get him if you're one of the higher ranked teams in your in your league. Or if you don't want Jonathan Williams is gonna be the guy that's gonna be really expensive. Jordan Wilkins might be cheap. I would rather go go save the money and get Jordan Wilkins, to be completely honest. As far as T. Y. Hilton goes, I think that if he is active, you have to play him. I, I know that he's missed a few weeks, but he's just been so, so productive against the Houston Texans over the last several years. Like over his entire career, he has absolutely dominated Houston, especially in Houston for some reason. I don't really know why, but he has absolutely dominated the Houston Texans and he crushes them at home. And this is the worst Houston Texans secondary that Ty's probably ever played against in the past several years. They've actually been a much better secondary when he's he has a 199-yard game against them. He's got like a 175-yard game against them. Like, he has absolutely torched them. And so I think that you have to get T.Y. Hilton in your lineup if he is active this week. I know he's missed a few weeks. I know you might be a little bit shaky about it. But I think he absolutely has to go in your lineup for this matchup. Agree? Thanks. Thanks for the insight there. Thanks for the extra input.
0: Your guy that works on your show every day, <laughs> Monday through Friday, Josh Verner, who I consider a great friend, always says, "Why add stuff if you just agree with somebody? It makes no sense."
1: What about the Houston Texans? Love them, every single one of them. Love your, yes. even your guy. You Wolf know Fuller. why?
0: You know why I love the Houston Texans because they got their asses kicked on national television across the entire spectrum of the NFL last week against Lamar Jackson, who made that team look absolutely pitiful, and they're going to be pissed. They're at home on a Thursday night, and Thursday night home teams always do well this late in the season. So I love Deshaun Watson coming back, and everyone said, oh, he's no longer an MVP candidate, which he isn't. Um, I really do think Will Fuller's back this week. I like DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, the hell with Carlos Hyde. I don't think he's anybody you should trust. But I do like Darren Fells in this matchup. I think the thirty-six matchup for. I think the thirty-six-year-old tight end can come back and give people the reason why they picked him up. I think that Will Fuller does play. I think that's why they didn't have him play in Sunday's game. I think kind of. Bill O'Brien punted, but Bill O'Brien's a POS in a lot of different ways. I think that he probably thought to himself, we have no chance of winning this game against Baltimore. Let's save our legs and let's go try to beat the Colts and try to win in our division so that we can somehow make the playoffs and then lose in the first round like he does every single year. But I do like this matchup because I do like the Houston Texans side of things because I do like Deshaun Watson in this matchup because the Colts secondaries beat up, if you look at their injury report. They're going to be without a couple safeties in a a, a corner, I believe, as well. Um, And then also, I like uh, I do like Will Fuller if he does play, and I do like uh, I I obviously like um, um, DeAndre Hopkins
1: as well. Oh, but as far as the Colts secondary injuries go, like Pierre Desir was a full participant. Yeah, he's missed the last several games. Their second their secondary has still been very very good without him. Correct. Like they're still a very good defense. So this isn't a matchup where I'm just saying start the Texans wide receivers and you're good to go. Like, it, it's still a very tough matchup for them. And with Pierre back, he also is a very good player. Like, Rocky Sins, uh, I believe, is questionable. Pierre Deserbeck is questionable. But I would expect that uh, Pierre Deserbeck is going to play as he was a full participant in practice yesterday. He's a very good player for the Colts. Colts' defense is really underrated. They've got some legitimate stars on that defense. For like, sure. Um Jay Houston. Mal- Malik Hooker is a star-caliber player. Darius Leonard is a star-caliber player. Rocky Sin's a very nice rookie player. Like Pierre Desaire is a very, very good cornerback. Yes, Justin Houston's having a nice season for them. They've got some very good players on that defense. Uh, so I- I'm not sold on Will Fuller, even if he does play in this game. I, I do expect him to play because we really thought he was going to play last week, mm-hmm. and it sounded like he was going to play last week. They decided to hold him out. I expect him to play this week, but I don't think that I'm willing to just throw him in my lineup. Now, you you might not have much better options this week. There are some tough buys, so you might have to put him in your lineup. But I'm not sold that he's just gonna bounce back and all of a sudden be this, you know, dominant caliber player. You you have to start DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I think you have to start Darren Fells, which the Colts have not been good at covering tight ends all season long. Right. So that's a good matchup for Fells. I like Fells in this one. Um and yeah, I, I think Deshaun's gonna have an opportunity to bounce back. Deshaun was absolutely brutal last week. Yeah. I did tell you I believed he was gonna get blown out by the Baltimore Ravens, and I nailed that. Like their defense is just better than the Texans offense. Deshaun's a very very good quarterback, but the Texans offense hasn't done anything this season to make you think like that's an elite offense. Right. Like that's that's one of the three best offenses in the NFL. They've been up and down.
0: Right. Inconsistent and everybody's kind of wondered did I blow it with DeAndre Hopkins cuz I'm sure he went in the top 5 with picks in fantasy this year and he hasn't been um, that guy this year, but he's still he's still you, good. Yeah, you don't he's just not getting you like he did in the past. Like I think that's the problem is like a lot of people do that is a lot of people put guys at a certain level like I don't think we'll ever see Christian McCaffrey be this good ever again. And now that might be a wild statement, oh, but like what, what he's doing is historic. And so people next year when they draft to be like, well, he's not averaging twenty eight points a game this year. Like yeah, no shit, because like I people mean, realize yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you always trend down. Right. Like you 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 peak and then you trend down. Like Christian McCaffrey, what's working in his favor? He's still a very young player. Right. But his usage rate would dictate that he's going to break down eventually. And he's so while while he's probably got another three seasons of being like a top five fantasy football pick, yeah, he might not ever produce at this rate ever again. He might be able to do something similar to that though. Like Todd Gurley had back to back insanely productive fantasy seasons. Were they full years? But then well, so last season it was you know, it was three fourths of the year. Like it was it was the last like I think two to three weeks he got banged up. And he missed like the last couple of games of the regular season. He yeah. missed the fantasy postseason. So if you didn't pick up CJ Anderson, you just kind of got screwed by Todd Gurley. Like you did last year, right? Yeah, that happened to me <laughs> in a league. I was still able to weather the storm. I didn't get CJ Anderson, but I had a good team anyway. Yeah. So I was able to I was able to kind of weather the storm with that. But right. like prior to that, Todd Gurley was in a week in, week out, absolutely elite fantasy option. Now he's already taken the nosedive. Right. So that happens in fantasy. Yeah. Yes, I think Christian McCaffrey would be the number one overall pick in fantasy football for me next season, to be completely honest. And he I was think for that and year. I think that he would still be that next season. I think that he will still be an elite caliber option right. on a hopefully Carolina Panthers team that is trending in the right direction. They've got a lot of young talent on that roster. Just not a maybe if they get Cam Newton back and he's healthy, maybe we see uh Maybe we see an uptick in production from the entire offense as a whole if Cam Newton ever returns to form. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think Carolina's moving on from not that. Anymore. not after what Kyle Allen's <laughs> done in the past couple of weeks. But that's where I
0: was at like with DeAndre Hopkins. I think people are just like, "Oh, well, he's not doing it," but like you got to think about fantasy as a whole. Like, right, you just like guys that get 30 points, that's an anomaly. You just want your guy that's like that's a DeAndre Hopkins to get you that touchdown and get you that solid 15 to 18 points every week and you're fine, which I think he's done that for the most part this year. So, yeah. But, I mean, when it goes back to this matchup, that's where I'm at. I just think that Houston at home on a Thursday night, coming off a game where they just literally were embarrassed in front of the entire nation, whether that game was at noon and everybody wishes it was at night, everyone saw that game. It was the nationwide game on CBS, and I think that Houston just plays with a chip on their shoulder, and uh, having the luxuries of playing a short week at home makes that, I think, that offense a little bit better um, than what you described in the Colts' offense.
1: Another game that I'm sure is your game of the week, the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, baby. You talk about a streaming defense that should be rostered and played every
0: single week in the Atlanta Falcons. Are they not gifted something special? Not only do they get Jameis Winston, but they get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that have zero run game. Zero. I don't care if anybody's been on Peyton Barber or the other guy, Ronald Jones, either one of them. They both suck. Jameis Winston throws all of his touchdowns with seven minutes left in the game, and he gets all. Least, clearly, Mike Evans is pissed. He doesn't care anymore. Chris Godwin's the only guy on that team that I think I would start if I'm a Tampa Bay person. But for some reason, all but they're you're getting, starting Mike Evans. Well, yeah, obviously. So you're starting Evans and Godwin, but that's it. Like people keep starting Jameis Winston because he does get like solid numbers by the end of the game oh,
1: because he he puts up yeah. fantasy. Points. Yeah, he throws for I like four hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, he still has. Like even in even in what was a a terrible game for Winston last week, he still was a viable fantasy option. Yeah, he just takes hey, away he's points. A, he's, he's a garbage quarterback, but. But he just that's he why scores. I'm saying like, He's like he's like fits Magic.
0: Right. Like I would never go on air like, during a show and say I'm really intrigued about this Tampa Bay matchup. No, I only do it on here because for some reason it's always interesting because Tampa Bay has a lot of fantasy owners. A lot of people play Jameis, a lot of people have Godwin, and a lot of people have Evans, and a lot of people roster those two running backs. And by the way, holy hell, Cameron Brate has completely bodied and buried O.J. Howard. Cameron Braid had like 14 targets last week for like 10 catches. And clearly, Jameis only likes Cameron Braid. That's
1: not that well, that's not fair. Why? OJ Howard had a good game the week before. OJ Howard, I don't know why the hell Tampa Bay (laughs) didn't just trade him. Teams were seriously interested in trading for him. Yeah. And would have given up assets for him. And Bruce Arians was like, no, we're not interested in trading him. OJ Howard was involved in the game plan. He was. And then he had that ridiculous fumble interception. It, like <laughs> yeah. balanced it on his back and then he got intercepted. He got benched, didn't play another snap after that. Yeah. I mean So Cameron Brake, but yeah, but like Cameron brake he had ten catches for seventy three yards in that game. On fourteen targets. Yeah. But <laughs> prior to that, for several weeks when O. J. Howard was hurt, we were like Cameron Brake, Cameron Brake, plus matchup, plus yeah. matchup, plus matchup. Cameron Braid didn't do a goddamn thing. So It's just the tight end struggle, just, man. Well no, I mean <laughs> Screw, screw all of them. Screw OJ <laughs> Howard and Cameron. Bray. I like Cameron Break. I'm this not. Week. I'm not. Yeah, I liked Cameron Break for a month. And he didn't <laughs> do a damn thing. Yeah. I'm not taking either one of those guys this week. And I'm I'm with you on the running backs. I already condemned them last week. Yeah. Uh, like Mike Evans. I think Jameis Winston's still a viable fantasy option in this game. But what does give me cause for concern is that I couldn't explain the Atlanta Falcons' defensive resurgence last week. Nope. And they did it again. And they did it against you know Christian McCaffrey still wound up with a nice game, but they they, abso- they absolutely crushed Kyle Allen and their offense. Their offense is really good. I love I mean Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are must starts in this game.
0: Yeah, Ridley went
1: and, off, and yeah, Ridley had a great game last week. So hopefully, with Calvin, hopefully Calvin Ridley, we see, we continue to see that moving forward. He can yeah. kind of develop into that top end wide receiver too that we've always been hoping that yeah. he could be alongside Julio, but. You like that gauge guy? I, yeah, I mean, I just don't uh, against, against this team. Yeah, because against have, against the Bucks, yes. because they still don't have
0: Hooper. Right, he's still out.
1: Yeah, so again against the Bucs, yeah, I think he could be a serviceable, uh, just last minute plug and play guy if you got to pick somebody up and yeah. you're desperate. Uh, but the Falcons' defense, like since Dan Quinn gave up the play calling, they've turned this thing around. And they do have some talent on that side of the ball, and that that's what was so ridiculous about it is that. They lost Keanu Neal, who was, who was a nice player, not an elite player, but he's proven he can be a serviceable NFL player. He just never stayed healthy. Right. But him going down, like, their defense went to all hell when he went down, and that's because that Dan Quinn style of defense, which, you know, he did this in Seattle, he's got to have those top-caliber safeties to make the whole thing run. He had Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor in Seattle, mm-hmm. and when he lost his safety, the whole thing exploded, like or the whole thing imploded. Yeah. Like, And so he gave up the play calling over their bye week. They've completely turned it around, and I think there's reason to buy into that now because it's not just – like, if they just did this against Kyle Allen, I would be like, okay, let's slow down on that. But they've done it in back-to-back weeks, and they also did it against Drew Brees. They held Drew Brees without an offensive touchdown. I'm not saying that Atlanta is a must-own defense that you have to go pick up right now. But I think Atlanta, against this team, against Jameis Winston, who's thrown 18 interceptions this season, Leeds and NFL. finds improbable ways to turn the football over every single week, Yeah, I think that Atlanta is a team that I would pick up right now, and I would plug plug them in if I got to stream a defense this week.
0: Yeah, like for instance, I have the Rams defense. I don't care how good they've been and how good I think the Rams defense can be moving forward. But I'm just not playing a defense against Lamar Jackson. That team is the number one offense. It has the number one defense. Hell, Marcus Peters has as many touchdowns as Sammy Watkins this year, and that defense is just gonna get better. Sir's been on that for the last, I believe, four weeks or call it a month. But the thing about it is, is I'm with you. Like, yeah, we talk about how, like, and we try not to be, you know, contradicting, but we talk about how Jameis Winston is a valuable fantasy play. But think about when Jameis Winston gets all of his points. It's at the end of the game after he's already thrown a pick six. After he's already been sacked three times. After he's already fumbled once. So all the points that you're going to get for your Atlanta defense are right there in the first three quarters. So, yeah, last week Atlanta scored 20. The week before that they scored 20. They're not getting a worse matchup this week. So, of course, maybe the gods want to go against us and they give up 40 points and they get blown out, which I don't think is going to happen. But you look at the matchup and you look at who they play against and it is. It's Jameis Winston. It's against a Rocky rough, uh running game. And they know he's going to pass. And what are they going to do against guys? They know they're going to pass. Kyle Allen couldn't do anything when he stepped back to pass. It seemed that every time he did a three-step drop, he was either sacked, pressured, and threw an interception. Same with Drew Brees. He was pressured, sacked, and now they get Jameis Winston. So I'm huge on Atlanta's defense this week.
1: So before we move on from this matchup, just real quick. But
0: that's a noon game, and it's going to be one hell of a game.
1: Don't start any Atlanta Falcons running backs there. are Uh, they're assuming that Freeman's gonna be out again. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brian Hill was a big disappointment. He didn't even get the touchdown last week. Tampa Bay's run defense, while their pass defense is absolutely horrendous, their run defense has been one of the five best run defenses in the NFL all season long. So don't play any Atlanta Falcons running backs. And it, to, it's not that complicated. Just don't do it.
0: And to give you some perspective. Christian McCaffrey's been held under double-digit points only twice this year, both times for the Tampa Bay defense.
1: Yes. Like, their defensive line is very, very good at stopping the run. So, like, let you know where they're from. Yeah, so just don't play around with it. Just don't play them. Don't waste your waiver dollars
0: Um, on Hill, man. But,
1: hey, another very streamable defense this week, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. I understand the Cincinnati Bengals. On paper, they're a terrible defense. They're 0-10. They are... At this point in the season, a runaway, number one overall pick in the NFL draft, playing the 5-5 five and five Steelers. And the Steelers' defense has been one of the three best fantasy defenses all season long, so they should already be rostered. You should already have them locked into your lineup. But the Cincinnati Bengals, they actually haven't been too bad against the pass. Part of that is they're awful against the run, so teams mostly have just been running the football on them. They don't have to pass against them a ton. But Mason Rudolph is likely going to be without James Conner. He's likely going to be without Juju Smith-Schuster. And he's likely going to be without Deontay Johnson, who are all injured right now. It sounds like none of them are going to be viable options uh, this week for the Steelers. So we're talking about James Washington, I guess, and like Vance McDonald being the top options in that offense and Jalen Samuels. Like... I I mean, some of those don't sound like awful plays, and I I feel like James Washington, because he might just get all of the wide receiver targets in this game, could be a a potential option. But Mason Rudolph's just not very good. Like, Mm. this game, I could see this game wind up, like, somehow, I assume the Bengals will find a way to ruin it, but this could just wind up being the Bengals' first win of the season. And I think that their defense is a very streamable option this week, especially in DFS, because i don't think a lot of people are, are they look at Cincinnati and think oh and 10 i don't want any part of it they're they're going to be cheap as hell on on draftkings or something like that mm-hmm. i'd be happy to pick up the bengal's defense and start them
0: yeah and also like i think when it comes to the bengal's defense too is like the raiders haven't been bad on offense this year they've got good weapons and they held the raiders in check and again like how much of the Wrangles being bad is on that offense not having anybody to throw to or a quarterback besides andy Dalton So, I mean, you can't really blame that defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think if A.J. Green manages to come back this week, I don't think that I would play him against the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, and not only that, I just Um,
0: don't trust the Steelers' offense at all with Mason Rudolph. Like, I feel like Mason Rudolph is slowly but surely going to become the most hated person in the NFL, and teams are going to play even harder to uh, get after him. He
1: sucks. Oh, he's
0: a terrible person. Like, to play the victim after the Miles Garrett thing, again, I'm not defending a helmet being used as a weapon. I'm just defending. I wasn't there, and I saw who started that yeah. shit, and it wasn't Miles Garrett. Yeah. And we're supposed to
1: give that guy like admiration because he didn't file yeah. police, or he didn't file charges against uh, Miles Garrett. Give me a break. You know that dude would have never been able to set foot in an NFL locker room again if he filed charges against Miles Garrett. There's no, <laughs> no way any player in the NFL would respect him.
0: No, and not only that, but you want to talk about this? The Bengals defense, their next few games, Jets and Browns. I mean. Jets could be an interesting matchup. Browns, that's a
1: playoff yeah, matchup. The Browns, after, the Browns are coming on,
0: I, I guess. Um, and then after that, it's Patriots and Dolphins. So I mean, you might want to bail after that because who knows? But I don't know.
1: No, what? I mean, I'm not, I'm not playing them multiple weeks, but I will stream them this week. Yeah, I'm just saying, like you have For to stream sure.
0: them again and, and and next week too because they play the Jets. But yeah, I'm with you. They have a good front seven. They held uh, Josh Jacobs. They held him pretty good uh, again that game last week, and he's been a pretty staler running back.
1: Uh, just being reported that Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks they take on the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett was dealing with a leg contusion that he had to spend time at the hospital for. Fancy, but for they birds. did. They are coming off a bye week. Uh, he did not practice today, according to Pete Carroll. But Pete Carroll said he expects him to return to practice tomorrow. Uh. Um, so you're hoping that you get Tyler Lockett back. I know you really like this game. Yeah, I don't think it's his. I don't think the Eagles' defense, it's not as pass-friendly for the Seattle Seahawks' offense as I think most people think when you just look at the Eagles' defensive statistics from throughout the entire season.
0: Look, they did good against Brady and the Patriots last week, but there was something weird about that game with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like It just looked like, I don't know. Well, it,
1: the, the Patriots' offense just isn't very explosive.
0: Right, and I just—it and again, I'm not going to say this. I, I talked about this on Monday night, but I, I don't want to say this out loud too much, but I just don't know... Where Tom Brady's currently at when it comes to fatigue, I don't. I'm not saying that he's done, that he's washed, that, he, that it's finally the age has caught up to him because it never has. But he didn't look like Tom Brady in that game, and the Eagles' defense looked like maybe they were starting to figure some stuff out. But I still wow. like Russell Wilson. I love Josh Gordon in this game as well. I think Josh Gordon could be this could be the Josh Gordon game that could be like, okay, this is what he's got, especially with Tyler Lockett with but with leg bruises. You never know how those can get reaggravated. It was apparently pretty serious. And uh, yeah, I just I like this game for a lot of different reasons. I think that the I think it's a good game. Hell, the over under is almost fifty,
1: so there's well, going to be some action apparently according to Vegas. So I don't think that the Eagles' pass defense is all of a sudden elite, but they no. they have had back to back really good games. Yeah, they're playing better. and but it, it's yes, but it, and it's against. Offenses that aren't exactly explosive—that you know you, you're you're fearful that offense is going to go out and put up thirty-five on you. But what the difference is in that secondary, Ronald Darby and Avante Maddox mm-hmm. missed several games due to injury. They the Eagles' defense has their entire team really has just dealt with all kinds of injuries this season. Their secondary is finally getting healthy. Ronald Darby. A couple of years ago, Ronald Darby was drafted in the same class as Marcus Peters when he was a Buffalo Bill. He was looked at as like a a the maybe the second best cornerback in that class. Like he he was looked at as once he got into the league the way how productive he was. He was looked at as a very very talented player, and he still is. He's just dealt with a ton of injuries. Yeah, and so I think he's finally healthy, and he looks like he's playing very good football. Avante Maddox is a talented cornerback. I think their secondary. People are going to look at how bad that Eagle secondary was early on in the season. I think they're going to get a little fooled by it. That being said, I still like all of the Seahawks wide receivers in this matchup because I'm still not sold that while they are playing better, I, I, like I don't think that they're going to get absolutely torched by all of these wide receivers like they were early in the season. I do still think this is a plus matchup for the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are just a better football team. And I do think that Josh Gordon coming out of the bye, that they're going to go out of their way to try to get Josh Gordon involved a little bit. So, like, I've got Josh Gordon just in my starting lineup in a league because I've got Dalvin Cook on bye. Uh, I lost Marlon Mack. I I just need a spark from somewhere. And I'm hoping I'll get it from Josh Gordon. Like, I I don't think that Josh Gordon really lowers the value of – a Tyler Lockett or a DK Metcalf. I think with Josh Gordon, you're just hoping that they can connect on a couple of deep balls and you can get some big plays out of him. And he had a couple of big catches and big moments in their last game before the bye. Which means so, they trust him. Yeah. So like, I think Josh Gordon hurts the value of Jacob Hollister. I yeah. think like yeah. people who are adding Jacob Hollister and are, you know, and still if he was available, maybe you went at him this week as a guy that you were going to play immediately. Like I think that Josh Gordon really hurts his value because I think he could suck up a lot of those targets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I think that the the third down play calling with Josh Gordon means they can trust him in those situations, which means that I think that his play calling uh, uh, just gets expanded even more so in this game. And you always give me shit about the games that I like to watch or that I'm excited about. Tampa Bay-Atlanta, highest over-under this week at 52. Seattle and uh, Philly, second-highest. 49. I'll get into my other one that I'm really excited about later on, for a tease. Um, But uh, I really like this game a lot because I think there's a lot of fantasy value there. I think that there is a lot of guys that have been holding on to Carson Wentz. I think this is a good matchup for Carson Wentz. I think Seattle's defense... I think Seattle has literally done a flip-flop of what they were used to be known for. It used to be, hey, we're just going to give Russ the ball, and hopefully he can keep it at 14-17-3. Now it's like, we're going to let Russ go out there and just let it fly. And now they're winning games... 28-21, to to 35-28, whatever you want to call it. And I just think there's a lot of value. I think Chris Carson has a good chance to have a good game, even though the Eagles defensive line is outstanding. But I like Chris Carson this game just because of the way they use them. I am with you. With Gordon and uh, Lockett and Metcalf playing, I think that does hurt um,
1: the tight end play with the Russell Wilson. On the other side for the Philadelphia Eagles, you mentioned Carson Wentz. And so... I have Now or never, Carson. Yeah, I, I have <laughs> Wentz in multiple leagues. I have not played him in several weeks because he had a brutal five-game stretch against some of the best pass defenses in the NFL. And obviously that has hurt his fantasy value, and he hasn't been that productive. Like, he has not had a monster fantasy showing in a month and a half. Right. And his best fantasy performance, I believe, was week one of the NFL season. Oof. So it, it's, it hasn't been great. Like, you drafted Carson Wentz to be a top-ten quarterback and you'll lead your fantasy team, and it hasn't been great. And I've I've gotten by, by streaming quarterbacks for the most part, but I've been streaming quarterbacks with the hope that this back-half stretch for the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be what I need to get Carson Wentz going and to try to catapult me into the fantasy postseason – and Seattle is a very nice matchup. Seattle's pass defense is not particularly talented this season. Their defense is okay in some areas, but the pass defense is where they're particularly weak. The problem, and I wouldn't be so cautious about this because I still think Carson Wentz is a very talented quarterback, it's all of the other injuries for the Eagles. Like, Alshon Jeffrey, we don't know what the hell's going on with him. We don't know no when he's going to play. Deshaun Jackson's done for the year. Nelson is just not very good. Like if the Eagles cut Nelson Aguilar this offseason, I'm not sure Nelson Aguilar gets serious looks from other NFL teams because he's just not he's just not a particularly talented player. Like you you're you're too high end of a talent to get away with dropping the football and making as many bad plays as Nelson Aguilar has. Like that's a recipe to just find yourself out of the NFL within a year. and, and so so I could easily see that happening with Nelson Aguilar this offseason. It's just ugly. But like Zach Ertz had a decent game against the Patriots. Dallas Goddard has been catching touchdowns. Like they've been finding ways to score here and there. It's been ugly. Jordan Howard was injured last week, so Miles Sanders got a bulk of the work. Um, you know, Miles Sanders, I still like his value in the passing game, even if Jordan Howard is active, and I think Jordan Howard's trending towards he might play this week. I think he will. Um the Eagles are going to try to run the ball. Like the, their their offense has had the most success this season when they've been successful at running the football. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to do, and that sets up some play action for for Carson Wentz. So I think I'm still starting Carson Wentz this week, even with the question marks at receivers. I still think it's a plus matchup. I still think that it's two very good head coaches going against one another. So I still like Carson Wentz in this game. I I'm not going to I'm not going to fade him. I don't I don't think I, I'm still going to ride with him in the leagues because. This is what I this is what I've been hanging on to him for. I've been hanging on to him for this run. He's got Seattle, Miami, New York, Washington and Dallas in championship week of your fantasy season. Like in that that Dallas matchup, you know, week, week 16, not ideal. Uh you'd like to you'd like to avoid that for the most part, but that that stretch run prior to that though, you're not going to find a better run than that in the league. Like Miami, New York, Washington—that gets you there. That can get you to your fantasy championship game. And then he's got a tough matchup with Dallas. But if you if you've gotten by with Carson Wentz as your fantasy quarterback all season long, then you're going to find a way to get it done. Like right. you, you, if you got to stream somebody else that week, you stream somebody else that week. But you haven't been starting Carson Wentz on a weekly basis, anyways. And if you have been, yeah. then you're not in the fantasy playoffs. And
0: even so, at that time of the year, week 16, there's only two teams left, right? So the waiver yeah. wire is not that big. Well,
1: and and that that particular week for them, like, Dallas' defense is good, but Dallas' yeah. defense isn't elite. Like, in the first matchup, Carson Wentz only had 191 yards and one touchdown and an interception. Yeah. They got blown out 37 to 10, but that was at Dallas. This is at home. And Philadelphia likely going to be vying for a playoff spot that they might be fighting for their playoff lives. So they're going to have to show up to play in that game. So like, I just think that you've been holding on to him. Give him an opportunity to get you there over the next month. Cause you've got four weeks to make it to your fantasy championship. If you've already clinched a playoff spot or if you're vying for a playoff spot and you're not going to find a better run than what he has down the stretch.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if he gets Jeffrey back, which is a huge target, which is an end zone target. But again, again, We don't know what's going on with Alshon because basically what they said today is that it isn't clear if Jeffrey's activity will be enough for the Eagles to classify him as a limited participant. Jeffrey was a non-participant all last week, ultimately getting ruled out for two days in advance of the Sunday 17 to 10 loss versus the Patriots. His absence left the number two receiver job in the hands of George Matthews, who caught one of six targets um, and played 85 percent of the snaps. So obviously, if Alshon Jeffrey comes back, he will be the number one way looked. At uh by Carson Wentz. And he also he adds a target size that Carson Wentz likes to throw to. And when he's healthy, it works. And so I feel like this is one of those things where like if he can come back, it upsides uh Carson Wentz that much more. And plus this is an offense where Carson Wentz can literally or a defense that Carson Wentz, I think, can excel against. And so I'm like you. The rest of the schedule moving forward gets soft. I like Wentz.
1: Yeah. It's just the the schedule is just you know, I I was on the Sam Darnold bandwagon. Sam Darnold's finally starting to produce a little bit. Yeah, four tugs, but week. like, and he and Sam Darnold still has a favorable schedule down the stretch as well. Mm-hmm. But you'd much rather go with the talent of Carson Wentz. Oh yeah. Than the talent of Sam Darnold, even though with all the injuries for Philly, like Sam Darnold might have better overall weapons than than Carson Wentz has right now. Yeah, and he could actually Wentz can move. Yes, like, I would much rather ride with him. It's just the schedule's too good. I've got faith that he can he can get it done. I think he's a talented enough quarterback. I think he's got a good coaching staff behind him. Um, the New England Patriots are taking on the Dallas Cowboys. That's a brutal matchup. You don't want anything to do with that. Ezekiel Elliott owners. Uh, Patriots still number one run defense in the NFL. Been fantastic all year. Granted, they, they have given up a little bit more in the run game lately. Mm-hmm. So and I don't believe that they've faced a running back quite the caliber of Ezekiel Elliott. Like uh like they played Nick Chubb a couple of weeks ago, and Nick Chubb still had an okay game against them. You know, the Baltimore Ravens ran all over them, but they're 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 the Baltimore Ravens, they run all over everybody. Right. So Miles Sanders only had eleven carries for thirty-eight yards against them. His longest run was seven. But he had two catches for nine yards. But, again, that's the Eagles offense that's just really struggling. They're really banged up right now. Uh, But I think you can run on the Patriots a little bit. Like, Nick Chubb had a good game against them. He had 20 carries for 131 yards, averaged 6.6 yards per carry. Uh, Like, you can run on them a little bit. So I'm not fading away from Ezekiel Elliott as much as a lot of other people are because they see the matchup. Like, I, faded, I, I fade away from passing attacks against the Patriots, but running games, I'm willing to believe in the talent of the player and, and the potential there rather than just say, well, it's the Patriots. You just sit everybody against the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I just don't want anything to do with this game. I don't want anybody on either team. I don't want to play – I mean, I'm, I'm dead serious. I don't even want to play Tom Brady in this game.
1: Well, I mean, I'm – not playing Tom Brady and a lot of leagues. Tom Brady yeah. just hasn't been a very productive fantasy quarterback this season.
0: I don't like Philip Dorset. I don't like. Uh, I. I don't. Man, I just don't like. It's any... not.
1: It's not a plus matchup for either, no. team, either by any that's team. That's what I'm
0: saying. I just don't want any part of it. I don't uh, want anything to do. You know,
1: with like it. I'm not playing Dak Prescott. Uh,
0: no. I, I think you have that, to play Zeke because it's Zeke. It's just yeah. That's the, well,
1: and I mean, you probably have to play Amari Cooper because it's Amari he's, Cooper.
0: Yeah, is he finally back to being like healthy.
1: No, I mean he's still banged up, but I he's been banged up for several weeks and still been playing through yeah. it. So I would imagine that he's going to continue to play through it. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not dying to play Muhammad Sanu. I I think you still play Julian Edelman because you know Julian Edelman's got the safe floor at least in PPR. He's going to get. 14 targets from brady uh but i don't like the running game in this game uh yep. like i don't like sony michelle i don't like rex burkhead dallas is very good against opposing rushers uh you know rex burkhead maybe or, or james white i think i would play because dallas has been exploited against pass catching running backs a little bit so i think that james white's got a decent role in this game but it is like it, it it's a game against two two good football teams, but it, it's a pretty ugly game. So outside of Zeke, yeah, you can make a case that nobody else in this game is a is a must start fantasy option.
0: Patriots defense, Zeke and I guess Amari Cooper because he's a high he just yeah, the volume would be there, the targets will be there. I just you know he's getting shadowed and you know they're gonna be like, Hey, anybody but these two Let Zeke do what he thinks he can do. We'll stop that with Hightower up front and all those guys. But, yeah, I mean, if you got to do it, you got to do it.
1: The San Francisco 49ers take on the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. This one's tough, right? Man. It's tough. It's a plus matchup for Jimmy G, and Jimmy G's one of those guys that was helping me get through that Carson Wentz onslaught.
0: But his old team's dead.
1: (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Four touch. He's got eight touchdown passes against the Arizona Cardinals this season. Jimmy G's been fantastic playing the Arizona Cardinals. He's a little questionable against everybody else. Yeah. On top of that, the 49ers today at practice. Go ahead. No George Kittle. No Debo Samuel. No Emmanuel Sanders. No Matt Breida. No offensive lineman Joe Staley. Yeah, left tackle. I guess it's just brutal. I I like I I don't think. Even in a plus matchup against a questionable Packers secondary, yeah, backers are coming off of a bye, healthiest they've been all season long probably. I don't think you can play Jimmy G this week. You got to get a backup plan for Kittle because he's not practicing at all. It's not It's not even like he's getting worked in. I don't know when we're going to see George Kittle again. Go they, get Noah Fant. They They haven't done anything to make me think that George Kittle is coming back anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I would just yeah, if you want your to answer, go get Noah Fant. I mean, I think he's the real deal in Denver.
1: He, I mean, I think Dwelly is still an option if he's still available. Like he had the two touchdowns last yeah. week, and that's you know, if if for nothing else, if he gives you a touchdown upside every week, that's all you that's all you can ask for out of a tight end anymore. What do you
0: think about Roheem Mozart? You think he's worth a play? Against yeah, that Green Bay defense, I, I still
1: think any running back that's in this 49ers offense is worth the play. So okay. if Breida doesn't go again, I think Mostert is in play. Yeah, uh, Tevin Coleman, I think, is still in play, and you can really run on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So I think that's still going to be. So that might just be the game plan for the 49ers in this game, especially if they don't have any pass catchers. And, and it really sucks for Debo Samuel because Debo Samuel's been fantastic. They light it up. Like he is really coming on. You know, Emmanuel Sanders played in that game, but he clearly wasn't hundred percent. So even if he does go, you don't know what you're going to get out of him.
0: Yeah, and then you flip the script to the other side. I mean, Aaron Rodgers coming off a bye, but playing against a brutal defense.
1: Well, so, yeah, the only Packers pass catcher I'm starting in this game is Devontae Adams. Uh, The 49ers pass defense has been spectacular all year. Yeah. But they have been exploited by the run a little bit. And so I think Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are both options that you can seriously consider this week. Um, I'm not playing Aaron Rodgers. I don't think I – see – God, I I would We did play, this before, man. I wouldn't play Aaron Rodgers. We Rogers did this,
0: this before. Game. We didn't no, man, play Aaron I mean, yeah, Rodgers okay. earlier this year and he went up for 40.
1: Yeah, okay, <laughs> well maybe We've done this before. Yeah, but that was like against the Raiders. Still. I didn't say don't play Aaron Rodgers against the Raiders. I just pointed out the fact that Aaron Rodgers had been a really subpar fantasy quarterback prior to that game. But doesn't it just And then he had the game against that he had that game and then he had the game against the Chiefs. Since then, Aaron Rodgers has again not been a very viable fantasy quarterback. Yeah, he
0: shit the bed. But I mean, the thing about it is, is like, yeah, I mean, I'm torn, man. Because, like, I told myself, I'm not benching Aaron Rodgers the rest of the year unless he's on a bye. Because that 40 point game was a, was a tough sting. But again, I don't know if I like Aaron Rodgers against this front seven for the San Francisco
1: had- 49ers. I'm not playing him. Like I'm straight up not playing him. Against Oakland, he had 429 yards, five touchdowns. Against the Chiefs, 305 yards, three touchdowns. One of those touchdowns is kind of skewed. Against the Chargers, he had 161 yards and one touchdown. Against the Panthers, he had 233 yards and zero touchdowns. Yeah. Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers is still very, very good at football. Yes, Aaron Rodgers can still come out and absolutely torch you. But he's doing it in positive matchups. He's not doing it in the tougher matchups. And outside of maybe playing the Patriots, the 49ers are the toughest matchup you can get on paper. I'm not playing Aaron Rodgers this week. I'll still play Devontae Adams because he's Devontae Adams. And you're not going to find much more upside there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play these running backs because I think when Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be able to get anything going, it's going to run through them, and that's where teams have had success against the 49ers. Outside of that... I'm benching Aaron Rodgers this week. I think there's more serviceable guys you can find streaming.
0: I have a question. So, if you have Aaron Rodgers, do you play, who do you feel more comfortable? Aaron Rodgers against the 49ers defense or Josh Allen against Denver's defense? Josh Allen's at home. I think Aaron Rodgers is in San Fran.
1: I don't want to play either one of them. Yeah, Why well, are those my only options? Because
0: those are my options in fantasy.
1: <laughs> I, would, <laughs> yeah. I would rather not play either one of them.
0: I should go get shit to magic.
1: I mean, it's not a good matchup for either team. It really um, isn't. I, I in that situation, Dad, I would just, Yeah, in that situation, I would just play Rodgers because Rodgers is the more talented player. But Boy, if Josh. I had a more serviceable streamer on the docket, I would go with the streamer. Like Sam Darnold, nice matchup against the Raiders. Yeah, that secondary still trash, and Sam Darnold's got like six touchdowns. In last I'm not benching
0: months. Aaron Rodgers. I got hosed so, last time. I'm not doing it. I'm 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 going to so, trust twelve.
1: Uh, Jacksonville. Nick Foles going against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued in that against that matchup because the Titans pass defense has not been very good. No. Like I, that 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 one's a little intriguing to me to be completely honest. Jeff Driscoll against Washington is a little bit more intriguing. I'm starting Haskins
0: me. over Driscoll.
1: I mean, you could do that too, probably. I wouldn't do. No, actually, I don't trust Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yeah. I would trust Dr- Jeff Driscoll more than Dwayne Haskins. I think in that game.
0: Like, here's your quarterbacks in my league: Daniel Jones, not happening. Mitchell Trubisky, not happening. Ryan Schitzpatrick, not happening against Cleveland. Kyle Allen, not happening. Jared Goff, no way. Mason Rudolph, Haskins, Allen from the Raider or from the from the from the Broncos. And then, yeah, I'm good. There's just. It, I have to go with Aaron Rodgers this week. I know this is personal bias. But I'm just I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not benching Aaron Rodgers. I can't do it. Not for the 40-point upset where I just feel like everybody had given up on him. Plus, he's coming off a bye. He's healthier. And he can move.
1: All right. Well, you're going to lose. Uh, do you have another game that, that you want to get to before we get out of here? Well, I did. I'm not sure I want to get into it now. Dick.
0: And um, I like Carolina-New Orleans. I like that game a lot. I like that division game. I like a lot of the fantasy upside in that game. Michael Thomas on the outside for Drew Brees. Michael Thomas is just a, an alien from another planet. Um, I like Jared Cook in that matchup, even though that Carolina's defense is pretty good against tight ends. I like McCaffrey, even though it's a, of course it's against a team that has a good run defense. But we've seen what he can do against like every team that's good. Um, he shredded the Niners. He does it to everybody except Tampa Bay, apparently. But I like New Orleans and I like Carolina. I like all of the noon games this week except for the uh, Seahawks. And the, uh, God, who are they playing again? I forgot already. (laughs) Why did I forget who the Seahawks are playing? We just talked. The Eagles. That's right. Seahawks, Eagles. That's the one. But I like Tampa Bay and I like Carol. I like Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Obviously, I'm a huge Tampa Bay fan this year. And I also like uh, New Orleans and uh, Carolina. I think there's a lot of fantasy implications, a lot of points. Those are the three highest over-unders. They're almost at 50 points. One of them is over 50, Tampa Bay and Atlanta. But that's where I'm going with since there's, uh, you know, not a lot of action this week. Monday Night's game is going to be a blowout too.
1: You know who I'm going to play this week over Aaron Rodgers? Baker Mayfield against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I would rather play Baker Mayfield over Aaron Rodgers this week. I think Baker See, the Browns, what's going to really suck is the Browns have a favorable schedule the rest of the oh, way. Yeah. They're going to do just enough and win just enough games that that, that organization's going to talk themselves into keeping Freddie Kitchens. And they're going to be terrible for the next few years until they decide to cut ties. Sounds about right for the Cleveland Browns, if you ask me. Yep. Ever since they got rid of Belichick. Thank you guys for listening to the Force to Punt podcast. Download the radio.com app. As always, uh, we will try to try to help you hoist that trophy, try to help you get some wins. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Stephen Serta.